Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Welcome to Porch Talk. And we are cooking. Got you 20% off when you go to www.manscaped.com. That's right. This episode is sponsored by manscaped uh you can use promo code porch talk at checkout get 20 percent off of your order for all the fellows out there that's been wondering about the wonderful products of manscaped here's you a chance to get you a little discount that could be from the crop preserver which is the ball deodorant which helps with chafing and also keeps your junk smelling good to uh the beard hedger uh to the lawnmower uh, even to their weed whacker, which is a ear and nose trimmer. I wanted to focus in on the beard hedger. It's got this uh, this wheel that you spin with your thumb, and it raises and lowers the guard. That's right. You no longer have to have uh, ten guards in a bag as you're grooming. And you know how much I love a beard. Been rocking one for some time, and it's. Uh, it's good to be able to just dial in what I need on that Manscaped. I don't have to worry about my wall trimmer and my side guard that I use on the side of the beard and then even like down by the chin, what guard. No, I just I know what I have to do uh, with this uh, beard hedger now. Makes things real easy. Keep things real clean, real tight. I uh, highly recommend the product. So guys, if you're looking to take your beard game to the next level. Uh, maybe the beard hedger is the choice for you. And uh, ladies, if there are any ladies out there, maybe this is something that you could get for your man to help boost confidence, whether it's his beard game or maybe he needs the lawnmower for downstairs. Who can say? But if you go to manscaped.com, you can get 20% off your total purchase order. By using the promo code porch talk promo code porch talk all one word all caps at checkout 20% off thank y'all so much welcome you to porch talk this is your host Alan and I have Josh Williams fire Camino one in the same Josh tell me how this works what's up man uh, basically, you can't Google Josh Williams. If you Google Josh Williams, you'll get a million results. So I had to come up with another thing to where people could find me. Right on. And so, uh, Fire Camino, where does that come from? All right. So years and years ago, a buddy of mine thought, like, how cool would it be to take the engine out of a Fire Camino? I mean, goddammit. <laughs> the all right, to the listener, we've been drinking. <laughs> okay, uh, let's. Uh, we're out. We will air all this out for them. Yeah, <laughs> we've we've been drinking. So if I'm not a hundred percent clear, that's fine. That's part of it. What I was saying is, if you take the engine out of a Firebird, that good old big block GM three fifty. No, it's a small block. Whatever. You take the fucking engine out of a firebird and you throw it in an El Camino, you get a fire Camino. And that's where I get my name. Dude, I was, uh, you know, right when I come across it, like we've been following one another on Instagram for some time, but uh, right when I saw the name, I was immediately attached to it just because I thought that may have been what it was. And now that I know for sure, I 100% back it. Yeah. Hey, you are correct, my friend. So, uh, have you always been a car guy? I have, yeah. I've always loved cars, man. Uh, I, I love working on them, you know. Like, that's the thing. If you ever need any mechanic work, I'm your dude. This is, uh, this is really good to know. Now, uh, granted, I'm not gonna, uh, solicit him to you, but, uh, 
No, uh, you should. I need the money. So if there's any Porch Talk fans that need car work done, just DM me. If it's not too far away or too messed up, I will do it. Oh, this is great. They were getting you work. Yeah, no, this is this is awesome. This is better than plugging my music. Plugging <laughs> my Dude, we're going places. We should have got socially lubricated a long time ago. Yeah, no, this is totally how this works. Where it's like, <laughs> hey, man. All right, so, uh, dude, bring... It's not, it's not a fire Camino uh, interview if you're not drunk. Fair enough, but... So, uh, man, tell me a little bit about yourself. Where were you born and raised? I was born in Birmingham, Alabama. I grew up in Margaret, Alabama, on a little farm. And uh, I, I, I right now live in Pinson. All right, and for those listening, tell us a little bit about Pinson. Pinson's nice. It's, it's, a, it's a little bitty town, but, I mean, <clears throat> ain't much going on. Is this like more toward like Talladega side? I'm not familiar. No, 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 no. So if you're in Birmingham, if you go up 79 Highway, so you go up 79, and like every time I ever go to Birmingham, even to go to work, I go 79 Highway. Okay. You go through Tarrant, and then you go through some other little like trailer park type things, and you'll get to Penson. And, uh, it, yeah, it's a small little town. It's nice. I mean, we got a food giant. We got a post office. All the things that need it. to make a town. Dude, I, yeah. I, I'm so with this. Uh, Josh, I'm telling you, like, I'm from Kennedy, Alabama. And yeah. we have a gas station, a place to get your hair cut, and a post office. We don't, we don't even, like, legally have a mayor anymore. <laughs> what happened there? Well, it just came to a point to where, like, I mean, it's a small community. It's like, I don't know. We could probably look at the census, but I would estimate, like, somewhere around 500. Damn. So you are a little bit smaller than us. I think we're only, like, 2,000. Right. And so, like, the neighboring town, Millport, uh, they actually have a little, uh, it it used to be a Jitney Jungle, Piggly Wiggly. You know, it kind of changed names quite a bit. And so that made up my high school, South Lamar, and I graduated with 29 people. Damn. Yeah, small run, dude. Now, are you, is it Green County or is it Pickens County? Oh, dude, you're you're all over it. So it's uh, Lamar County. It's just north of Pickens. Okay. Yeah. Oh, so you are more north than what I thought. I'm just- yeah, uh, so, and, like, where I'm at now in Columbus, that's just across the state line, and, like, Columbus, uh, Mississippi is, uh, it's where I cut my teeth with music. I was taking uh, music lessons from a, a old cat over here by the name of Dennis McKay, and uh, this bar is uh, no longer in existence, but um, it was, it was like, a, uh, a firehouse kind of pub take on it. Yeah. And I played my first show at 17 years old in this town I'm sitting in right now. Hell yeah. So uh, what about you, man? Tell me a little bit about your upbringing. Like, uh, like what was, what was, what was uh, you know, the high school life like? Uh, so yeah, I, I wasn't there for much of high school. I, um, I worked in a factory uh, ever since I was 13 years old. So I was off on work release. So I would go in like early in the morning and I would do like my core classes like you know you gotta do your English and your math and all that shit and I'd do that and then I would uh as often factories for me <laughs> that's wild dude like uh you know that that sounds like dust bow that sounds like 1920s like great depression stuff and see that's what everyone tells me they're right like, damn man did you grow up in the 30s you know <laughs> Yeah, you, I, was, you're, I was working a machine since I was like 13. Like I, I used to work a rewinder, so I worked at a printing press. And uh, you know what it is is whenever stuff is printed. So like we used to do, um, you know, the labels that go on Coke bottles. Like yeah. if you buy like a uh, one of them plastic bottle cokes at the gas station, mm-hmm. those little um, you know the plastic shit that goes around the Coke bottle. Yeah, the label. Yeah, we used to make that. Okay. So, what would happen is it would, when it comes off the print press, it comes off in these giant 
like 5,000 foot rolls. But, I mean, you can't ship it out like that. Right. So they have these things called rewinders. And so you take those big rolls and you roll them over and you put them on a press, like a hydraulic press and raise it up. Put it on the machine and it would go down the smaller rolls. So we'd do it in like 100 or 200 count rolls. Mm-hmm. And then we'd send those off to Coca Cola or whoever. And then they'd put them on the bottles. Yeah. I mean, like, you know, not to dig too much, but, uh, dude, when I turned 15 and like my birthday was in November, I didn't get my permit until like July of the following year. And mm-hmm. like, I was, uh, I was living with my grandparents at the time on my dad's side, and I knew uh, my grandpa had a philosophy. If you're old enough to drive, you're old enough to work. And so, like, well, I'm not going to legally do this thing, right? Yeah. <laughs> and, uh, yeah I mean, hey, that's the way and, you uh, and, and And that was not a way out. Uh, you know, when I turned 15 and I eventually went on to get my permit just because, like, it wasn't helping my case, I thought I had it figured out. And so, like, I turned 15 – and my grandpa, like, uh, his best friend sold him an old beat-up Ford Ranger for a dollar. And uh, that was that was my truck. And so that was your first car as a Ford Ranger? Yes, and I've, I've owned three Ford Rangers. I'm in a, I'm in a Tacoma now, but I've, I had a, uh, a Ford Ranger and then a Crown Victoria and then a Ford Ranger, a Ford Ranger, and then a Toyota Tacoma. Hell yeah. <laughs> but uh, uh, I knew what was coming when I came of age to drive. And it's, it's kind of similar to your story, but not really. Uh, I mean, you're in the Birmingham area, so it's a little more industrialized than where I'm from. But uh, I I had to go work on a farm. And, uh, like, it was my first job, summer heat. And, dude... I don't think I'm exaggerating, and I still go by that farm from time to time. It's on Highway 17, not far from my home, uh, where we threw uh, the original porch talk or porch fest. But uh, I still look at all that barbed wire fencing that I laid, and I'm telling you, I think I would I would not be amazed if it was at least a mile and a half of drive <laughs> of driving fence posts all summer and laying out barbed wire. <laughs> But don't you kind of get that sense of pride whenever you drive past like well, that and go, oh, shit, I did that, you know? I don't know if, if sense of pride, uh, I don't know, because uh, it's I just I, I just remember the pain, but, like, I, I, I am thankful for it because, it, like, it did teach me, like, of, you know, of just work and work is important and, uh, and just seeing how, you know, 17 years later that fence is still fine and like every every now and again if you know like if you were riding in the car with me in that part of alabama i would you know i put that fence up 17 years ago yeah and it's still there yeah and uh yeah that's that's fine you know because i I think because i i did construction too for a little bit and there's places where it's like i I put an ac unit in that house you know, what I mean, like you drive past certain places, you go, "I did that." I did, you know. You know, it, it may not mean shit to anybody else, but when you're driving around, you go, "Hey, I did that." Yeah, you know. Yeah, it's it's the same. And um, man, I'll tell you this is, uh, and then we'll start talking about music. Maybe, um, <laughs> dude. I, I graduated high school, and um, my senior year, me and a buddy of mine, we were in a race for uh, most tardies for first period and it came to a point to where we were both called into the principal's office is like look if this happens like three more times you can't walk and i looked over at my buddy and i was like dude it's over i'm i'm not going through this experience again i'm out i I, i'm not i wasn't a fan of school and um and so like we straightened up we got off the uh let's see how many times we can be tardy and uh, I ended up finishing ninth in my class out of what I what I told you twenty seven. Yeah. And uh, dude, that wasn't me. Like that wasn't a reflection of me. That was just a reflection of like just fellow classmates like helping me. I mean, I, 
<laughs> and granted, like, I, and I'm sure you are too, is uh, if I care about something, yeah, I'll, I'll look into it and I'll study. But just school, it 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 wasn't that way for me, uh, especially in my younger years. Like I had just obstacles, like they were just kind of in the way that, kind of like the the way a classroom is set up really doesn't do it for me. Yeah, and I think that's a problem with a lot of, like, how our education system is set, is, like, there's certain people where it's, like, it don't click, but you don't need to try to force somebody into that, you know what I mean? You need to have a system where it's, like, hey, you can do other shit and still make a living, mm-hmm. you know what I mean? Yeah. But they try to go like, no, you need to go to college. And they like all like especially high school is so geared to like, oh, let's get you in the fucking college. And it's like Well, I mean, not even that. I mean, think about like just the way that the way that we run schools, you know, from from a you know, seven thirty to three or whatever that looks like for you is like that was put on by uh Henry Ford and that was gearing people up for factory life. Oh, 100%. Yeah. And so, like, this this is not, you know, and, you know, we're talking now about getting away from daylight savings to just keep it to where, you know, you don't have that wacky loss of hour, gain of hour. And I hope that passes. Like, I, one or the other. Let's just decide, right? <laughs> I kind of agree with you. I kind of disagree with you. And the only reason I disagree is because I think so much of it is they just want to standardize time clocks and they want to have them goddamn Amazon warehouses and shit of where it's just like you come in, you do your work, da da da. It don't matter what day, it don't matter what time. Everything blends together. Fuck you. You work for the company. You know what I mean? Yeah, I feel that. Because, like, the thing with daylight savings time is it kind of helps you because it's like, well, you know, like, I don't know about you. I like seeing the fucking sunshine. There ain't nothing worse than working, like, especially because there's been times at my job now where it's like you go in and you work 12 hours a day. And it's like, well, I went in before the sun came up and I'm leaving after the sun's done set. I haven't seen the sunshine the whole fucking day. I've been in a warehouse and all I've seen is fucking brick the whole day. Mm-hmm. You know? And so if they got rid of... That does something to a man, by the way. I'd never see the sunshine. Yeah, and and that does something to a man. Yeah, because, I mean, it, it does. Because it, it... Just as a human being, it's like, fuck, I want to hear birds. I want to see the sun. I want to see the blue sky i want to see clouds i want to you know and like you get that one hour on your lunch break to go oh hey there's a whole life outside of this gray box that i live in yeah (laughs) you know absolutely and that's what scares me about getting rid of daylight savings time i understand it's an old thing and well i'm saying like leave it leave it to where daylight is longer permanently yeah of you know i or like we could meet in the middle. We we could say that uh you know the sun comes up at seven and it sets at seven. You know whatever. Like let's middle right. ground. But uh I, you know it's uh it's it's no everyone agrees on this. I believe like uh the winter time is a, a very depressing time for most people because of situations like what you're talking about. Is uh yeah. it's it's. It's overcast. You don't see the sun. There's not a lot of blue skies. It gets dark quick. Uh, it doesn't play like, like you said. It's like I want to hear the birds chirping, and I, you know, I want, I want to have all those things. Yeah, or I mean, fuck. Even just give me a longer lunch break. Let me sit in the park and have a cigarette and go. Oh shit, maybe there's more to life than just a goddamn, <laughs> you know. Yeah, and and also on top of that, and like with your music, and we're eventually going to get there, is, uh, I mean, this is one thing that uh, I hope this podcast encourages people to do, is, uh, man, we were trained in high school <laughs> to give ourselves to this idea of, you know, after you graduate, maybe you go to college, or maybe you start your own business as a plumber or electrician or whatever it is that you do 
And then you, right. you give the next 30, 40, 50 years of your life to that. And then you retire, and then you have five years of actual freedom? Excuse me? Come on. It's bullshit, man. Yeah. I mean, like, I don't know about you, but I would like to enjoy, and I know it ain't always going to be rainbows and butterflies, but I would like to enjoy uh, maximally most of my life. A hundred percent. Especially if you only get one. Yeah. <laughs> and that appears to be the case. I mean, I don't know. <laughs> well, I mean, like, I, I'm not going to harp on or preach to you. Uh, it's one of those things of where it's like, I, like, really the only thing that gets me through a lot of days is where I'm going, oh, well, at least there's the afterlife. Yeah, no kidding. Uh, yeah. Me too, there's man. There's some days where I'm like, fuck, there better be a heaven. Because if not, I don't know what I'm doing. <laughs> yeah, yeah. It sure ain't heaven here. <laughs> yeah, because, like, if there ain't no heaven, I'm fucked. <laughs> yeah, it, it sucked here and there's nothing after. <laughs> yeah, like, if I'm going to be so mad. <laughs> well, also, I mean, like, Again, everyone believes different stuff, but I'd be so pissed if it were. It's like I, I went through this whole life and everything, and then it's like, oh, actually, there's reincarnation. You're, you're coming back as a minute. I'm like, <laughs> really? Really? I worked my ass off. <laughs> yeah. But I mean, like, like would, you, would you even know of your past experience, though, right? But, dude, I am I am with you. Like, uh, I do fall into a, a Judeo-Christian background. Like, before my parents divorced, we were, I, I, me and my brother, we were raised in church. And uh, uh, they divorced at 13. And I wouldn't return to the church until I was 18. And uh, faith is a big part of my life. But, uh, like, I, I, I just, as I... You know, get to know people, and I'm just seeing how everything shakes down. It's like uh, sometimes it it really uh, challenges my faith. At other times, it really affirms it. You know what I mean? Oh, a hundred percent. You know. And so, like, uh, I, and I think it, it gets tricky because, like, that's the thing of where you go. Like, I, there's so much fucked up shit. You know, and yeah. you go, well, if God made everything. You know. But that's not the point of where it's like so much stuff is just the world. And you got to understand, like, God loves us. Mm -hmm. God made every single one of us. And he really does care about every single one of us. Oh, absolutely. Whether we believe in him or not, he cares. Well, I mean, that's the the choice, right? Is uh, whether, whether heaven or hell is your, how you spend your eternity, um, and I, I like the way this was put, is hell is, yeah, as Jesus said, it, fire and brimstone and gnashing and weeping and wailing. But I think those things exist because on this earth, in this plane, we are in a partial experience with God. And hell is the absolute absence of God. And heaven, heaven is full experience of God. And so, like, it's not so much that, like, you're being tormented by demons, which you probably will be, but, uh, but like, hell is, is it's, it's, the part that scares me the most is, like, you know, whether via nature or just by communicating with another human being is, like, being able to see God in those moments that really make things worthwhile, you know? Yeah. I don't know about you, but, like, especially lately, like, especially in nature, like, you see so many beautiful things, you know, and it's like, I know, like, especially the way the news and everything is set up now, it's like, oh, bad, 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 every time you fucking get on anything, it's oh, like, oh, yeah, it's fucking happening, blah, 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 yeah, but it's like, I don't know about you, but you go out in nature, and you're like, oh, shit, like, everything's beautiful. And God made every bit of this. And God made me. And God made you. Mm-hmm. And it's just, everything is just so 
like we overcomplicate shit as humans. Yes, we do. Yes, we do. Awareness, and we're like, oh, it must mean this and whatever, blah 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 blah. But it's like, no, it's so simple. It's so simple and it's so easy. (laughs) Yeah, dude. And uh, I'll reference a mutual friend of ours, and um, I'm not, I'm not saying anything on him or putting anything on him, but uh, during the pandemic. Uh, where Taylor Hollinsworth is at the moment, uh, he started like gutting out trails, you know, in the Iron Hills. Oh yeah, yeah, yeah. And like uh, at that time during the pandemic, it was like we were more social on social media than ever. And I really enjoyed that whole journey of him like cutting that trail, and like you know just the things that he was sharing about it. And like that was just like the exactly of what you were saying it's like the importance of getting outside and just being a part of nature and he would you know share about uh, other people in the neighborhood like they started using the trail and everyone kind of like landed on the same notion without ever having to say anything it's like yeah this is a good thing (laughs) yeah no I mean he's done crazy stuff for that backyard and uh one of my favorite things is i'd take them over plants like uh i took them over a strawberry plant and some irises and stuff and it's just like man like just gardening like i mean i grew up on a farm so like to me like that's just when i'm at my most at peace oh but buddy we we're we gonna be fast friends you and i but just there's something about being out there and being down in the dirt and planting something into this. Like, that's when I feel the closest with God and nature. And everything. like, you just feel like you go, yeah, whoever the fuck's in the White House and blah, vaccines and there's this whole thing going on and da da da. But you go, yeah, but none of that really makes a fuck in the grand scheme of things because you go, hey. Dude, that's, it's, we, it's all social. We have this. Yeah, it's all social media hot. Now, granted, like, you and I, I don't know if we would have met if it wasn't without social media. Social media does have its positives, but for the most part, it's a net negative on society. Oh, 100%. I agree. Because like, of, like, what you're saying is, like, you and I, I could just see it, like, just buds hit you up one day, man, let's go fishing. Where? I don't know. Yeah. Let's go down to the uh, the creek, and we'll just sit out there on some buckets, throw a line out, and see what happens. And and nothing matters for that amount of time, other than what we're doing and what we're conversing about. And we're and we're gonna do exactly what you're saying. It's like we are fully aware of nature and the presence of God and what He has created. And like, man, we might be able to catch some fish and like. Maybe we'll clean them and cook them up, and we'll we'll have a fine time when the sun sets. Yeah, you know. Oh, hundred percent. No, because that's that's one of those things where like that's what I love about fishing so much. I'm sure you do too. Mm. Where it's like, man, it don't make it. It doesn't matter if I catch anything. Mm. It's about having that quiet time. That you know. None. I mean, I know some people bring a radio along, but I don't. I don't like that. I want to hear the water run. I'll ask you. Hear. I'll ask you this as a musician, especially in a time of writing, is uh, even if I'm in my truck. Now, granted, I, I do listen to a lot of podcasts, but um, if I'm in the process of trying to write something or convey something, I won't listen to another musician because I I don't want it tampered. Um, are influenced by them. Like, I, I need it natural. Oh, I'm the same, because I feel like I'm ripping somebody off. Yeah. Because you get ideas from people, but also, too, like, I like having those ideas, but, like, I'll write it down, I'll go, all right, let me make a note of this, but I won't touch it at the time. Because if I touch it at the time, like, if I listen to a Todd Snyder song, I go, hey, that's really fucking good, you know? And now I have an idea about a song. I can't write it in the time because it would just sound like Todd Snyder. It's not going to sound like me. Yeah, totally. And, dude, I, I got to tell you, and we're going to get 
I, I've said it, I think, three times now. We're going to get to your music. I don't care if we ever do at this point. We're just jiving. But, okay. uh, we're just talking. Yeah. Okay, let's make the podcast four fucking hours. Joe Rogan does it. We can do it. Hey, buddy. But, uh, man, like, <laughs> uh, spending time with your EP, man, um, I, I have thoroughly enjoyed uh, every, every song <laughs> of, dude, like, Job well done, man. Thank you. And I've I'd love to write a review on it, and uh, I'd I'd love to have the entire copy available. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich, but you're the Fileo Fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet of fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba. Well, to share on the show, uh, I'm, I'm, I'm very proud of, uh, of what, what you did, man. Well, thank you. That, I that, really I appreciate that was, it. I'm that was worth doing. Hell, I can send you a fucking CD if you want. And I, uh, I just put out a cassette too that has that single I emailed you, um, as as well as Jerusalem on a cassette. And if you want, Word. I'll just I'll uh, I'll send you that. I'll send you a T-shirt. Just yeah, give me something to send it to. I'll send. Oh, I'll, I'll hook you up on that. But uh, I wanna I wanna before we move on from that is like, you know what I think about when I go fishing? What? Absolutely nothing. And ain't that the best? Yeah, it is. <laughs> because that's the, that's the problem. Is like every day, it's like, oh fuck, I got a truck payment to make. Oh fuck, I got this going on. Oh, my woman wants this. Oh, I gotta fucking do that. I got rent due. I got this due. All this bullshit at work because these dumbass cocksuckers don't know how to make decisions. And you got all this shit you got to deal with. And you're arguing with FedEx on the phone because it's like, oh, this was a new shipment, da 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 da. And you have all this stuff, every single thing going through your head. Oh, that dude at Wendy's was an asshole. Like, but speaking of that, which, like that guy, that guy at Wendy's, that you're just like, oh, I want to kill everyone. <laughs> yeah, but <laughs> at, really, but at, but at that guy at Wendy's, he wants to eighty six everybody too because like how many. Uh, of you or me has he dealt with that day and yeah, it's like he's dealt with a million assholes yeah you know so I don't feel like truthfully I I, um, I uh, harbor no resentment to anyone that I deal with on a daily basis because I understand they're dealing with their shit and they have to deal with every single thing in their life not just like work you know, because it's one thing, it's like, I had to deal with an asshole at work. But you have all the personal shit where it's like, oh, your mom has something wrong with them and this and that and whatever. It's like, everyone has so many, so much weight put on their shoulders. You know what I mean? Oh, absolutely. And we're all just trying to make it. Yeah. We're yeah. all just trying to get to tomorrow. <laughs> yeah. You know, it's 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 kind of like you know with the uh, the closing track of your record where I stand, and like with with some of the statements that you make, it's like it really resonates with me. You know, it's like, and it's kind of like the uh, the finale of the song. It's like where we stand. It's like in the end, we're just trying to get by. If we could just shut all this other outside noise up and just focus on what we're actually trying to do. Yeah. If I can teach anything throughout my music, throughout me talking on anything, if I can teach anything, if, if there's any legacy I live leave behind, even if I'm fucking forgotten, if I can teach anything, it's compassion. I think Just uh, having compassion for another person going, hey, this all sucks, but let's love each other in the moment make it work i think there's a thing now in like uh hear me out 
is like compassion and these 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 words that we use about like lifting one another up is really misconstrued uh currently um and i think for social clout and i think social media really poisoned the water and my example is i remember mr beast uh, he did this charity to where he was curing blindness. He was getting the LASIK surgery for, I, I don't remember how many people. And Yeah, I remember that. Yeah, and, you know, it was left, right, no matter where you were on the political spectrum, someone had a comment about it. And I was like, you know, whether, whether, whether how you feel about it, so many people can see now that that weren't able to see. Like, can we just be happy about that? Right. Why we gotta make it? That's what fucking pisses me off. Of where people always try to turn it into a thing. You know what I mean? Yeah. Of where it's like, well, what does it mean politically? What does it mean? Whatever. Who gives a fuck? It probably it's doesn't mean anything thing. because people don't think like that. <laughs> that yeah, that is the problem. But you know, because people want that fucking. It's a, almost a sports team mentality. Of where it's like, well, it's us or it's them. It's us. And that's why, like, politically, I don't want to get into it because I know that's not what your show's about. And I'm not trying to get political or whatever. But, like, I'm in the middle. Like, on a lot of things. Oh, me too, bub. Yeah, of where it's like, hey. But, like, when, yeah. when, when one side gets crazy, it pushes me to talk about it. Yeah, that's the problem of where it's like, I mean, I want to own a machine gun, and also I think you should be able to get an abortion. You know what I mean? Like, you're stuck Yeah. in the middle. And the problem is you're never left enough for the left, and you're never right enough for the right. So you're just stuck in the middle, and you're an asshole either way. And they give you shit either way. That's exactly know? it, bub. And so... And it, and if we... Sorry, I didn't mean to cut you off. No, 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 go ahead. But if it's one of those things, if we just look and go, hey, we're all in the same shit. We all got to go work a shitty job. We all got to go think, do things we don't want to do. If we just look at, if we have compassion, what I was saying, if we have compassion and go, hey, we're all kind of in the same boat. Well, let me you let me ask you on. this. Let me ask you this. Is like, when's the last time uh, when you walked up? Uh, let's just say that you were performing that night. And you were walking throughout the crowd, or maybe you went to a show. Like when is politics or abortion or any hot button topic? When is that ever the first thing brought up? No one talks about that shit. No, not for real. Like that's that's not the point. Like we're out here, we're out here for a good time. Charged show. Yeah, that will not be the first thing brought. And even then, it's like for fuck's sake, man. That's not the point. Like, okay, I absolutely hate one of my pet peeves is when you go to a show and they tell you to vote. I, I hate it's that like, shit, too. What the fuck is the point of rock and roll? <laughs> well, I mean, that's really my, you know, like, um, I really want to have a punk rock band right now because I don't consider punk rock to be punk rock anymore. Uh, well, it's not because it's too political. It's like, exactly, what? and I, I just like the point of punk rock is to be punk, and like it's not punk anymore. Like you somehow found a way to take being punk away from being punk, and it's like ridiculous over bullshit. So I'm gonna burn a bit because it plays into the conversation. Okay. All right, so on St. Paddy's, I have a show coming up on St. Paddy's. Plug it, baby. I am giving away T-shirts. Mm-hmm. Free T-shirts. Now, I've took time out of my day. I've took money. I've made T-shirts. I'm not selling them. I'm giving them the fuck away. And nothing pisses me off more than when you have fucking podcasts and fucking bands and whatever. Like, well, I'm not communist. But you have these fucking bands and shit that are like, we're communists, fuck whatever's going on, da-da-da, we're communists. Yeah. And then at the end of whatever their shit, they're like, hey, support us on Patreon, buy our t-shirts, whatever. It's like, well, what the fuck? If you didn't give a fuck about money and capitalism. 
Yeah, good point. Now you're out here being like, hey, I want money. All of a sudden. You're full of shit. All of a sudden, you sound like a capitalist to me. Yeah, because you're trying to sell me something. That's that's funny. It's like, like uh, you're using this as bullshit. Yeah. Like, yeah. yeah. <laughs> not to not to throw shade at the guy. Um, I'm I like some of the things he has to say, but Bernie Sanders he just wrote a a book called uh, called It's Okay to Be Angry About Capitalism, and then you get on Ticketmaster to go to the events for the book sale. It costs ninety bucks a pop, and I'm like. Yeah, do you said, do you well, not see the irony? Because Bernie, Bernie Sanders is a goddamn pipe dream. Because he was like over here, like, oh, we're gonna do all this shit, socialism. We're all for each other, and it's like, but you took all this money for the election. Mm-hmm. You now wrote a book that you're selling, and now you're selling tickets for the book meeting. You're making money off of all this shit. Mm-hmm. Hand over fist, bub. You're full of shit. Exactly. So, dude, let's uh, let's shift the conversation. Um, yeah, sorry, I, I didn't no, mean to go on a rant or anything. Do not, do, like, no, God no, damn. no apologies. I mean, that's just where the conversation went, man. Yeah. Uh, Josh, let me let me ask you a little bit about uh, music. What made you want to pick up a guitar? What made you want to write a song? I remember riding around in the truck with my uncle. And, like, he would have, like, classic rock or country or whatever playing on the radio. I just remember being, like, obsessed with that. I was, like, guitar was, like, crazy to me. I was like, you can make noise, you know, like, that was so cool. And uh, there, there used to be, in Trestle, there used to be a place called Guitar Effects. And it's now called Guitar Pros mm-hmm. uh, in Trestle. And uh, I bought... Uh, well, I didn't buy. I was eight <laughs> for my birthday. I got a uh, one of them Squire Stratocasters, and like I just played the hell out of that thing. Like I wore it down. Like you could see my fingerprints and shit on the uh, fretboard. I wish I still had that guitar, but I ended up selling it. Ain't those things special? Yeah. Well, you go, damn. I, I wish I, I still had my first I, I st- guitar. I still, I still have my first guitar. And um, I've got this shitty bass, and um, I I will never forget the first show where like I started like fingers bleeding. Oh yeah. And it was a shitty ass bass, and like it was mine, and it didn't matter. And like after the show, I didn't wipe it off, I didn't clean it, I put it in a case, and I put it in the closet, and I was like, if if I ever forget where I came from, like. Let me open up that case and see that shitty bass with blood just dripping all over it and, like, remind myself of this is worth it. I mean, let's be honest. There's something as a man, like, the first time you bleed on a guitar, you're like, dude, (laughs) you know what I mean? Yeah. Yeah, This is so fucking cool, you know? Absolutely. And so, uh, man, just from... From inspiration of, we talked a little bit about high school. After high school, I, you would just continue on to factory work, would you, Josh? Well, at 17, I quit uh, Diversified Label, which is where I was working. Because uh, I was kind of fed up with it. Because you know how it is. Well, I, I'll tell you truthfully why I quit is where um, they were like, hey, we ain't got no money. Uh, we'll pay you next week. I'm like, okay. Sounds great. I'm a, I'm a dumbass kid, so I'm like, okay, you'll pay me next week, so I'll work a whole nother week. And then they're like, hey, we ain't got no money. I'm like, well, what the fuck? <laughs> yeah. And then eventually they got bought out, and Diversified Label's still a thing. But, um, but I worked for like two weeks for free before I was like, oh, shit. I should probably quit. <laughs> they're not paying me. <laughs> Man, that's wild. And so, yeah. like, uh, just to get you, like, out of high school days up to now, it's like, what would get you on stage? What would what would make what would make you go to an open mic? What would give you the balls and the gunction to, you know what? I think I have a song. 
Uh, uh, oh, no, no, no. I, yep, sorry. I thought when you said I got a song, I thought you were going to play a song. <laughs> but no, it's just having something to say. Like, especially like when I started playing open mics, it was like in 2016. And like a lot of shit was happening politically and all that. Oh, of shit yeah. What a time to be alive. And I'm like, well, God damn it, I got some shit to say. You know, like you were talking about earlier, that song, that's where I stand. Like, I was like, well, God damn it, like fucking, you know, I want to say where I'm at with it, you know? Yeah. And, uh, yeah. So I started playing them open with like Revelator Coffee used to have a great open mic. Um, and, uh, I'd go and I'd play there. Yeah, and uh, then you know that progressed in the other shows and stuff. But yeah, it was a, and they kind of drive where we're like, hey, fuck, I got something to say and I want to say it. You know, I think that's something that, and I, I don't want to speak for them because maybe they're listening. But like, I, and I hope they are, and I hope uh, I, I light a fire under their ass. <laughs> is um. It was like last night. I played a, I played uh the singer songwriter night. Hunter Myers puts on in Tupelo at Romy's. Yeah. And I get back to Columbus and uh I live downtown and so I I go by every bar downtown on my way to my apartment. And so like I look at the last bar and it's got everyone I would like to see, so I stop, right? Yeah. And I go in there and there is this chick that I have been trying to inspire <laughs> for, I don't know, three, four years to come and try. Like, trying to book her for my festivals, trying to get her to come out for an open mic, even asking her to do it with me at a show. Like, whatever I could possibly do, right? And uh, I just, I call her out. Like, look. This Thursday, I've got an open mic at Monson's. Come. I don't care if you play. I just think that maybe if you see all the courage that everyone else is proclaiming when they do their thing, maybe you would feel brave enough to do what you need to do. So please come. Yeah. And I hope that sticks. I I hope she comes out. Dude, I, and I'm not exaggerating. I have been on her ass. She has a wonderful voice, and she can play guitar. And she just sits in her bedroom. Well, I mean, that's the thing is just having the courage to get up and do it. Because let's be honest, like, there are some people that, like, you know as a songwriter and as a guitar player, like, well, they're not worth a damn. I hate to say that. But at the same time, you know, it's like they just don't have whatever it is. But you know what they do have? They have the courage and they have the balls to fucking get up there and fucking do it. And then, and then, and then they find it, Josh. You have, you have to cut your teeth. You got to put in your time, you know? Yeah. And just having the balls to get up there and do it, even if it fucking sucks, even if you're terrible. Oh, and being able to go hey i'm gonna do it oh and by the way it's gonna suck the first time and it's probably gonna suck the first 25 times yeah you're gonna suck for a while i've dude, sucked for years i don't think i've ever dude i still good. suck <laughs> <laughs> but i but i ain't quitting bro no i that's the key is you have to keep going but whereas like even when you think your shit or whatever like you have to go hey i'm committed enough to go i'm gonna keep at it and eventually you will get good yeah because with anything you do it long enough i mean like okay the first time like when i did ac work first time i did duck work it was dog shit i cut it all wonky i taped it all wonky it was bleeding like you had the it, it was it was terrible you know, mm-hmm. yeah. I I didn't know how to run duck work, but you know what? You get better at it. 
just like anything. Eventually, yes. over time, you know, and then I hate to say it, but I kind of have the construction mentality. If you have someone over and you, they come and you bust, they bust your balls, and then you go, okay, well, I guess you got a point, and you uh-huh. get better. That's just it. And, I, and I'm so thankful, man, like, in this Columbus music scene is uh, uh, we got some great players in town, and we hold each other accountable. And I'm so happy that so many people bust my balls. And I, and I need it. And you know what, Josh, at first, I'm mad or upset about it. But you know yeah, what? At the moment, you're like, God damn it, man! This is. But you, know. but you know what? They're not wrong. No. And that's just the way it is. And so you you got to figure out, okay, uh, take that grain of salt, or maybe take it with all the salt, and and figure this shit out. Go back to the drawing board, drawing board, and figure out what works. But also, too, you learn as a person. Like, you learn a bigger lesson for it's like, you learn humility. You get to go, hey, maybe I'm not this shit. You know? Well, dude, I can, I can go and I tell be. you that I'm not. I'll well, leave, I'm not either. I'll leave that for Taylor. Yeah. <laughs> uh, if anyone is the shit, it's him. Yeah. Like, that's what blows my fucking mind. Is where he's like, yeah, I'll open for you. I'm like, what do you mean open for me? You're the fucking... You're, you're a legend. You're, you're kind of a headliner. You know. I'll never forget like, last year. Is like, I booked him, Shake It Like a Caveman, and Abe Partridge for Porch Fest last year. And granted, the weather was sh- absolute shit. So, like, I'm not, a lot of people didn't turn out. And, yeah. like, I was like, what a... I've got a powerhouse... That's a trio that would easily be like, in my opinion, like worth. Oh God, I, w- I would pay like eighty dollars to see that. Easy. Yeah. You know, it's like you you could do this for free. And great, like I said, the weather was crap, and like they, Taylor and Abe and Shake It Like a Cape Man. I mean, they were so full of grace and so full of humility that they they played their set. Uh, as if they would play it for 10,000 people for 15, 20. And when it was over, they would shake every hand and be, and it's just who they are because they're good people. Yeah. You know, and stayed for each other's sets and laughed and had a good time. And that was the, that was the evening. And that was I, I put a lot of respect on that. Yeah. No, I mean, that's a, like, I, there is no one in music I have more respect for than Taylor Hollinsworth. I will say that till the day I fucking die. Well, you I you do know that. Taylor. Sorry. You, you do know that this is the uh, simp cast for Taylor, right? It pretty much is. <laughs> it pretty much, we're just talking about how fucking cool Taylor is. <laughs> No, I'm talking in general. Like if you if you go to like the untapped and vinyl episodes, it's like we have a uh, third chair for Taylor, and uh, once he did sit in that chair uh, once, but like we pretend that he's there. <laughs> yeah. As we simp for like why people should know about who the fuck he is. I mean, he's a legend. Like he on it. Like when I say that, I don't mean it. And like, oh, I really respect him. Like it's nice that he worked with me. No, there is no one putting out the quality. Okay, I have seen Taylor open. Okay, when Phoebe Bridgers last came to Birmingham, she played at Avondale Brewery Company. There's probably fifteen hundred people there. Mm-hmm. And I've seen Taylor play there. I've seen Taylor play at fucking Avondale Common House in Little Italy to people who are talking over him and don't give a fuck. And he's putting on the same level of show. Dude, he is an absolute powerhouse. Like, he's a legend. Like, like honest, like, 
I will fight anybody. There is no one better in Birmingham than Taylor. No. No one. No, it goes it goes further than that. Like uh I'd put Billy Strings up against Taylor and I don't think Billy Strings would hold a flame if like they if Taylor even cared about having that national presence. And he doesn't because he's walked away from it time and time again. Oh, 100%. Doing all that shit with Oberst, and he was like, ah, you know. Yeah. Like, I mean, and you know what, the amount of respect I have for Taylor, where it's like, yeah, Taylor could be touring all over this country. Mm Mm-hmm. He could. But he's like, like, hey, I want to be. He runs a Birmingham circuit. But not, but more than that. But he's like, hey, I want to be a part of my daughter's life. Yeah. He wants to be a dad. He's like, I'd rather be a good dad than a rock star. Holy fucking shit. And you know why that is? You know why that is? Because he's a good person. Not a man. Not only that, but he had a good dad. Yeah. You know what I mean? Yeah. That's just that. Dude, let's... uh. I want to wrap this portion of the episode up with this, and then uh, let's let's go take ourselves a piss and have ourselves I've been a smoke. The whole time, I don't know if you've heard it. Oh my pissing. god, dude! Like I've been missing out. Uh, I've been pooping like four or five times, man. <laughs> dude, like maybe the next episode I can just sit on the toilet and have a bowel movement. But uh, uh, <laughs> uh, yeah, if you're not having diarrhea on the episode. Oh, my God, dude. My dude. Uh, but I want to take a I want to take a quick break. And so uh, plug where people can find you and your music. Uh, you can find me at uh, just Instagram, uh, Fire Camino. That's going to be where I'm most active. That's where you can find me if you want to DM me. I'm uh-huh. always open. I can talk to you about fishing. It's like that Leonard Skinner song. I'll talk to you about fishing, but don't ask me no questions. <laughs> <laughs> right on. <laughs> um, but yeah, uh, I'm I'm on Instagram. If you want to find my music, I'm on Bandcamp at Fire Camino. Uh, I ain't really got shit on there, but you can find me on Spotify, Apple Music, Amazon, whatever the fuck. I make no money from it, but it'll make fucking Distro Kid happy. You know? <laughs> and and by the way, we haven't even talked about music, and we're no, we and we're about and, uh, to. Once you take a piss, we can totally do. And that's coming. We'll be right back. Yes, I'm ready. Bye-bye. Are you ready? I'm ready. All right. Count us in, Father Josh. <laughs> <laughs> One, two, three. Hot summer nights, church parking lot. We dared to try anything once Love in the backseat Bible on the dash We were young So we thought it would last You grabbed the milos I'll grab the stoli Mom let me borrow her car Getting drunk Got me closer to Jesus But it kept me from meeting God Gas station edibles Box sweet tea Lord, oh Lord Have mercy on me Oh, what I would give To be back With all of my friends Jesse joined the army, Tyler got married, Paco never made it this far. What I would do to be laughing my ass off the back of Lillian's car. Well, the AC is broken, but shit, so are we. But none of that matters when you can't feel a thing. 
Gas station edibles, vodka, sweet tea. Lord, oh Lord, have mercy on me. Oh, what I would give to be back with all of my friends. Yeah, years have come and years have gone. I still go to that church parking lot just to get stoned. Oh, what I would give to be back with all of my friends. Oh, what I would give if I could see you again. Everybody in your crew identifies as either Big Mac Burger, McNuggets, or McCrispy Sandwich. But you're the filet fish Sandwich all day. That crispy fish, that savory tartar sauce, that melty cheese, that pillowy bun. Yeah, you get it. Every time. And if you love the filet fish right now you can catch two of the classics you love for just $6. Limited time only. Price and participation may vary. Cannot be combined with any other offer. Single item at regular price. Ba-da-ba-ba-ba.